Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Spooky Girls, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I am Jasmine. Good morning, Catty. Good morning. Thank you for waking up at the butthole of Satan hour to, to, <laughs> to, to record this. It's no uh, problem. Sorry, no. we're a little bit late. Yes, you can blame me entirely. I've had a ridiculous week. Oh. Like, I don't know why everything is kind of culminating this week. I swear this always happens every year. November is always my most jam-packed week, like socially. Mm-hmm. Everyone, leaves, everyone leaves the country in November. Everyone has a birthday in November. It's just a big old thing. Yeah. So, and Katrina gets left at the wayside. No! <laughs> hey. No, I don't. I, don't. I love you, I Jasmine. love you. Mm. I'm sorry. It's just been like, I've just been like, I, I was trying to do it at a normal time You're tonight. You're a very and then I realized, busy girl. Trust me, it's from like absolutely no want of being busy. Um, and I think Hong Kong, Hong Kong, are, we've we've finally experienced um, what is for us, I guess, our fourth wave. Oh um, Jesus! Is now starting. Uh, although, remember when I say wave, I mean we had twenty three cases today. So, which which is a lot for yeah for this little island, you know. I do think that we're still in um, like thousands. Yeah, I. I think most countries they say like, "Oh, we're in the second wave." Your first wave never really ended. No, so I don't really know. No. I don't really know. Like we li- were literally at zero cases for like a month and a half, mm. and then suddenly I th- I think some some cab drivers in Kowloon have it, and some random people from an airplane from China have it. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys. Thanks Yay. a bunch. Go fuck yourselves. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry at all, Lovely. as you can tell. I'm just mad because all of the kindergartens are now like, they they all get to stay home and stuff, mm. and and like, I don't, so I'm Aww, annoyed. You poor thing. I don't want to go to work. Yeah. How about you? How's it been I'm in lockdown? Good. Um, it's not made super much of a difference because like, I don't really, what well, I've not been going out to any like bars or restaurants or anything. Good girl. Are you still at work now, or is it? No, my now? work's now closed. Okay. All that, like, I don't have to do anything because they're not furloughing us this time. I'm still getting paid, but like, that's good. I can't work from home with my job. Yeah, I get you. Um, but I'm are having... they still wait? So, so that's good. So you're basically being on like paid leave. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm supposed to. Or, like, expected to do some sort of e-learning courses and shit like that, but yeah. I was meant to do that too, and guess what? I didn't do it. (laughs) And they never found out. I realised, so I had to do... The one task my boss gave us to do was, like, some kind of weird sort of... um, Some kind of certificate in something to do with finance software (laughs) that we use at work. Um, And uh, I realised very quickly... That if you just go to like the transcript page, you can just click mark as completed. So as far as he's aware, I, I did that shit in four days when everyone mm. else took two months. So 
Let's hope there's no test, because I will not pass. (laughs) Okay, so, before we begin, I'd just like to thank our newest patrons. Thank you so much for your support and generosity, Johnny Parker, Maria Rutledge, Yvette Del Toro, and Elise Dawarski. We can't even fully express how much that means to us, and just how much we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, so... So Catty actually has not let me open the document yet for this week because mm-hmm. she's very excited. I'm very and she excited. Says it is especially spooky at the end. At the end, so yes. I'm very looking for. I'm very excited about this. So this is a place where I have been. It was probably like my favorite holiday. No, that that sounds bad because it was 20 years ago. <laughs> that mean that makes it sound like I've not enjoyed any holiday since. But it was incredibly special. But I did not go to this place. I was too young. Um, mm-hmm. but I would like to go one day. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Is it going to be about something like? Wait, so t- describe it again. Let me guess. Let you guess. Well, I know what it is. It's yes, like a popular place. You will have heard of it. Um, well, I don't. There's been a Ghost Ventures episode. Yes. Okay. Um, it is in... Should I give you the city? Yes. Paris. Is it the catacombs? Yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you guessed awesome. that way too easily. Yeah, because I think there's only one really spooky part of Paris. Um, aside from um, uh, the pickpockets in in Paris, I think the catacombs is like the most well-known... Mm. One of the most well-known spooky sites. Yes, it is. In the, in the planet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so this week I'm doing the catacombs of Paris. Woohoo! I'm excited. So my sources for this are Wikipedia, theculturetrip.com, um thejournal.ie, theghostinmymachine.com, amyscrypt.com, and catacombs.paris.fr. So, so the catacombs of Paris are underground osseries, which are like just, I tried to get an actual definition of this, but it's really difficult. It's basically just somewhere where you store human remains, but frequently it's in like small containers, like little boxes. So So like... So just, just, just like a storage garage? Um, well, it's normally in cases like this where it's like a crypt. But they're just like stacked, like little boxes stacked on top of each other. Anyway, the catacombs are underground osseries beneath the streets of southern Paris, France, which house the remains of more than six million people. The catacombs consist of an estimated 300 kilometres 186 miles of tunnels and pathways which were formerly used as mines and ancient stone quarries of which 11,000 square metres, nearly three acres, are packed tightly with human bones. Mm. Yucky. (laughs) They were created in the late 18th century as part of an effort to tackle the major public health problems caused by the city's overflowing cemeteries. 
Preparation for the site and organisation of the bone transfers were entrusted to Charles Axel Guillemont, and from 1786 onwards, nightly processions of covered wagons transferred remains from most of Paris's cemeteries to the mineshaft opening near the Rue de la Tomissoire, so that they could be entombed in the catacombs. It is estimated that over two million bodies came from the Saint-Innocent Cemetery alone, which was the largest cemetery in Paris, and had a number of mass graves. And as a, a little fun fact here, many bodies had incompletely decomposed, and had been reduced to large deposits of fat, aka corpse wax, which was collected and turned into soap and candles during the exhumations. Mm-hmm. I'm... I want it, <laughs> but I don't. I'm I so grossed it. out that I want it. Mm. So disgusting. Yes. <laughs> I, really, I do really want it, though. It reminds me of like a really fucked up version of Fight Club. There's one scene where like they break into a liposuction factory to, to, to steal bags of fat. E. And then they basically render the fat to make soap. And then they sell the soap as like designer soap back to the people who mm. donated, like, who like, well, not donated their fat, back to the people who like had their fat sucked out in these ab- abortion, not abortion clinics. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. My brain <laughs> in the liposuction clinics. So yeah, this is like, I mean, and that was pretty fucked up in itself, selling their fat back to them. Yeah. This is, this is like, I think selling, this is worse. This is selling your dead best friend. Yeah, this is on another level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that someone like harvested it. Yeah. And it's was not like, grave robbing. Um Because well, grave robbing was like a big like theological and like social no no. Yeah, but it? but like in this case it's like sanctioned by the city. Like, but see, I don't it's the get city because doing it. Weren't the, weren't the French always fairly religious? And if so, how can they have such extreme rules for, like, exhumation of bodies? No, but yeah, it says they were exhumed. So maybe it was, like, legal? They were legally dug up? Yeah, to... to yeah. To make... Legally dug up to make soap. Well, not to make soap, but so they could be moved <laughs> to the catacombs. Oh, God, okay. That's still fucked up, though. Yeah. Like, like I, I swear the whole of Frankenstein was taboo because it was like, oh, he's stealing dead bodies from the grave. And in this, they're like, oh, fuck it. Give me some mm. soap. Mm. <laughs> the difference between the French <laughs> and England. <sighs> so the site was consecrated as the Paris Municipal Ossery on April 7th, 1786. And from that time forward took on the mythical name of the catacombs, named after the Roman catacombs, which had fascinated the public since their discovery. In their first few years, the catacombs were a disorganised bone repository, merely a place to store bodies so that they did not affect the city's sanitation. This changed when Louis-Étienne-Éricard de Thury, director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service, had renovations done that transformed the caverns into a visitable mausoleum. In addition to directing the stacks of skulls and femurs into the ornate pattern seen in the walls of the catacombs today, he used cemetery decorations to complement the bones and incorporated them into his designs. He- <laughs> Wait a second. 
<laughs> so this 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 Louis Etienne, he was just a massive goth. Yes. He was like, you know, you know what would make a great picture? Mm-hmm. Bones. <laughs> you know what I can decorate it with? <laughs> Corpse shit. <laughs> okay, graveyard. <laughs> Graveyard merch. Mm. Jesus Christ, this guy was the OG goth. He added a number of archways, stone tablets and plaques, with inscriptions ranging from ominous safety warnings to descriptions and other comments about the ossuary, and religious and poetic texts. He also created a room dedicated to the various minerals found in the mines, and another to the display of skeletons with deformities and bone abnormalities, which were found during the catacombs renovation. The Paris catacombs were opened to the public in 1809, and visitors were encouraged towards introspection and meditation on death and their own mortality. So basically, just another Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think introspection on... on- on death and mortality is pretty much like the encapsulation of the Jewish faith mm-hmm. right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, done that, bitches. Every single holiday is. They tried to kill <laughs> us, we survived, let's eat. <laughs> let's eat and drink until we throw up. Mm. With the vast amount of human remains present in the catacombs, bodies which have been disturbed numerous times, broken apart and used as decorations it is no surprise that they still inspire fear and fascination in the form of numerous ghost stories, dark rumours and urban legends. Explorers known as cataphiles break into the off-limits sections of the vast network of tunnels, facing a variety of dangers in the dark, cold, flooded and unmapped maze-like tunnels, despite this being illegal since 1955, sometimes even holding secret parties or movie screenings. How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. Oh, you could have like a really, really nice Halloween party there. Mm. It's creepy as fuck. However, there are rumours of much more sinister illicit activity occurring in the catacombs, as many have claimed that black masses and dark ceremonies, including human sacrifice and rituals performed on dead bodies, have taken place in the tunnels. There is also a legend that the gates of hell can be found in the catacombs, and anyone who becomes lost may be unlucky enough to stumble upon them. As you would expect, there have been many reports of ghostly activity, believed to be caused by disturbed, trapped spirits, whose bodies were moved from their original burial places to the catacombs. This includes the sound of ghostly disembodied voices, whispers and moans echoing through the long, dark, claustrophobic tunnels, with the majority of the tunnels still unmapped, dark and disorientating. There is a real danger that unprepared or inexperienced explorers may become lost in the catacombs, never to be seen again. As recently as 2017, two teenagers became lost and were missing for three days before they were thankfully found by the Paris Fire Service, with the help of tracker dogs. The most notable confirmed death to have occurred in the catacombs was that of Philibert Aspert, who had been a doorkeeper at the Val de Grasse Hospital during the French Revolution and entered the catacombs in November 1793 via a staircase located in the hospital courtyard. His exact reason for this is not known, but it is thought that he was motivated by a rumour 
that there was a secret stash of liquor under a nearby convent. His body wasn't discovered until 1804, 11 years later, apparently only a few steps from the exit, and with a liquor bottle in hand, and he was buried where he was found, his tombstone residing in a restricted part of the catacombs under the Rue Henri Barbus, next to the Boulevard Saint-Michel. Asper's spirit is said to protect visitors who enter the catacombs, helping to guide lost souls out of the dark, claustrophobic tunnels, sparing them from the same fate as him. He also becomes more active every year around the anniversary of his death, blowing out candles and whispering into the ears of tourists. Well, would you know? Well, I do the exact same thing on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Walk around, pss, 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 get me a shot, get me a shot. Pss, 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 tequila, tequila, tequila. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> so, perhaps the most terrifying event relating to the catacombs of Paris in recent years was the alleged discovery of a video camera in the early 2000s by a cataphile exploring the tunnels. The recovered footage it contained was so disturbing that it became the subject of a documentary by Francis Friedland who was allegedly given the camera by the explorer who found it, and the video quickly became viral all over the internet. While many people claim that the footage must be a hoax, and the legitimacy of finding a camera with a tape from the 90s that hadn't been completely destroyed by water damage may be a bit dubious, the tape truly is horrifying. The footage shows a man wandering through the tunnels deep in the catacombs, filming rooms containing piles of human bones, and at one point even picking up part of a human skull to show to the camera. He seems to be following arrows drawn on the floor and the walls, and while he is initially quite relaxed, after about 40 minutes he suddenly starts walking faster and faster, and his breathing gets heavier. Then he starts running, as if he's scared of something behind him, only stopping a few times in order to decide which way to go, travelling deeper and deeper into the catacombs. Suddenly, the man drops the camera, but he doesn't stop to pick it up. Instead, he just keeps running, and you catch a quick glimpse of his shoes before he disappears into the pitch-black darkness of the tunnel ahead. The camera keeps recording on the ground until the tape runs out, but shows nothing more. It has been speculated that the man simply became more and more panicked after getting lost, or that he may have been hallucinating due to the darkness and sensory deprivation, or maybe because of some sort of natural gas down there. There are others, however, who are convinced that something was chasing him, possibly the spirit of one of the millions of people who were entombed within the catacombs. The identity of the man remains unknown, and although it is possible that he managed to escape the catacombs, the total darkness of the tunnels and the man's disorientation and panic make it unlikely in my opinion. While no body has ever been found by any cataphile brave enough to attempt to retrace the man's steps, there are still countless tunnels that haven't been explored, and some which may have collapsed since the footage was filmed. For some of the more superstitious viewers, the lack of a body has also led them to believe that the man in the video may have been unfortunate enough to stumble upon the legendary gates of hell, 
and was dragged away by something demonic deep into the bowels of the earth. Whether or not you believe that there is something sinister or paranormal down in the catacombs, the prospect of getting lost in 186 miles of pitch black twisting, labyrinth-like tunnels, unable to find their way out, still makes the catacombs of Paris one of the most terrifying places imaginable. Oh, God, I love these stories. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, like, um, that bit about, like, uh, sensory deprivation and hallucinations. I remember, mm. like, I think I mentioned it way back in, like, the first episode. But that game, Amnesia, yeah. has that exact same sort of, like, atmospheric feel. Um. And, like, the more, like, the less time you spend in the light, the more, like, the visuals get all impaired and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it also does sound a, a lot like, like, do you remember when, like, the um, the Blair Witch Project came out and mm-hmm. it was sold and billed as being, like, a real found footage yeah. film? Um, so it's got an element of that, too. It does. I it's mean, so scary, though. Do you remember it? I remember the video, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching the video. Do you believe it? I, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm very sceptical about everything, <laughs> just in general. We have a sceptic in our midst, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I think, I think to me the scariest thing really is getting lost down there. Mm. Like, ghosts aside, either way, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> like whether, whether it's a ghost down there with you or you're all by yourself, I yeah, think I'd rather true. have a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> At least I wouldn't be by myself. <laughs> I mean, with this footage, the thing that makes me think that maybe it isn't fake is just that it's apparently so long. Because mm. like a tape, how long does a tape film for? can't remember I probably remember. like a couple like of hours hour. it's more oh, than it's got to be more than an hour like it's it's the old camcorder tapes right yeah yeah then there were a couple of hours at least. yeah a couple of hours so it's not until like 40 minutes in that he starts like freaking out mm, and so quick like he'd have to be pretty fucking patient yeah or a very or a very good actor and it's I like mean, it's only his footsteps and then mm. the tape runs out, mm. and he's already gone. So yeah, so he he must have been alone. It's 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 honestly either the most committed <laughs> found footage film ever made, eat your heart out, um, Blair Witch, or it is um, it's real. I mean. Mm. I mean, those are really the only two options. That's, yeah, that's scary. I've al- I've always hated labyrinths. Like, mm. honestly, I, can't, I can't baby, stand it. Crying hard <laughs> as Follow our Patreon for more <laughs> excellent singing from Katrina and yes. Jasmine. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah I mean, scary. like, I just hate, like, I went to a... Um, a labyrinth in I think it was Hampton Court mm. Palace in London and it was cool but I literally went in and out again I was like fuck this I refuse to get stuck in a bunch of hedges <laughs> like I've seen Harry Potter and the and the Order of the Phoenix whatever it is no the Goblet of, fire. Uh, goblet, goblet of shit that's the one Goblet of Fire I've seen it I know what happens I know that they eat you mm-hmm. I know it I'm not going I'm not doing it okay Henry VIII won't get me uh-uh not on my watch. No. 
Not on my watch. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. I did really enjoy Thank it. Thank you, everybody. Me too. That was a good one. Any last words? Um, don't go exploring tunnels by yourself. Yeah, don't do that. Even though I think it's cool. I've always wanted to do like the urbex thing. Like people break into like close down old buildings mm. and abandoned hospitals and stuff and take pictures. But it is like very much illegal. Yes. But there's like a thriving urbex scene in Hong Kong. But like Hong Kong's not really the place to be pushing buttons these days. <laughs> Thank Let's you, China. Not... I love you, China. I love you, China. <laughs> Okay, so thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at SpookyGirlsPod and on Instagram at SpookyGirlsPodcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash spookygirls. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.